I hope you're all in this morning. Um, we are uh, in a few moments, so I'm, I'm going to invite some folks up uh, that, that are all in and serving uh, here at First Church uh, and serving our city. Uh, but be, before we get to that, uh, we are going to be taking a, a three-week break uh, in, in, uh, in from the story and doing a three-week series uh, called For the City. And so this is the first week of that. And, uh, and so, uh, but before we do that, I want us to just briefly check, uh, check into and look at uh, a, a few scriptures. And so the first one is, is from Jeremiah, uh, chapter 29, verses uh, 4 through 7. And it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles who, have, uh, who I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. You like that part, don't you, Scott? He's a gardener. Uh, Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. And then verse 7. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And so verse 7 says, seek the welfare of the city. And so that's the reason for the series, for the city, is that we want to seek the welfare of of our city, not just Talmadge, but that's where we we reside as a church, uh, but also the surrounding community. And so uh, just as God wanted the exiles from, from Jerusalem to embrace where they were being sent, where God was sending them. God wants us to embrace our community uh, in which we are planted and where we worship. And that's Talmadge and Akron and, and the surrounding communities. And so as a church, we need to, to be praying for our city. We need to be continually asking ourselves, how can we and what can we do for this city, for our community in which we live and worship? And we need to, to continually be asking that. Um, in Matthew, Chapter 28, and this is a very familiar passage, the Great Commission, chapter 28, beginning at verse 16. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to a mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Uh, I I find comfort, especially in that last part, that God is with me when I feel fearful or uh, uh, in doing something that God has asked me to do. I try to remind myself that, you know what, I'm not in it alone. Uh, I'm not doing this alone. God is with me. But, but in this passage, uh, God has called all of us uh, uh, to, to make disciples. And, and, and as part of that, that we are all called to ministry. Uh, just, I'm not the only, you know, the pastoral staff is not the only ones that is called to ministry. We are all called to ministry uh, by Jesus' words. And so the question that you really need to ask is, where... Are you doing your ministry? And among whom are you doing it? There, uh, uh, a very famous uh, pastor, Charles Spurgeon, he wrote these words, uh, and, I, and I like the quote. It says, every Christian is either a missionary 
or an imposter. And so if you're a Christ follower, you need to be serving. You need to, you need to be involved in ministry. Uh, and, and if you're not, maybe, maybe you, you need to, to reset yourself like Jim has and, and get refocused and, and reset your priorities of, of who God wants you to be and who he wants you to serve and where he wants you to do that. Um, you know, every church has those who are not actively involved uh, in the ministry of the local body, but not everyone is uninvolved for the same reasons. And so part of the, the, the responsibility of the leadership of the church is to determine who feels useless and needs encouragement, who is hurting and needs help, and who is lazy and needs a little correcting uh, so that we can all be involved in ministry. And so the church has been commissioned by Jesus to make disciples and the only way that we can accomplish that task beyond the walls of our church is by having engaged, involved, and active, uh, and active disciples within the walls. And so if, if we aren't resetting ourselves uh, and, and being active and committed and strong in our faith uh, to being uh, and making disciples, if we're not willing to do that in here and have that enthusiasm, uh, we're not going to be effective when we leave these walls. And so that's, that's our challenge. And so I, I want us to talk this morning uh, specifically about uh, some folks that I know, and there are many uh, that, that, that I could have up here this morning to join me. And so I'm going to invite uh, my wife, Susan Walter, and, and Brenda Arthur to come join me. Um, but um, these two, along with many others, are all in when it comes to, to ministry. And... Uh, and this morning, uh, I want us to, to, to talk about Enzone. Uh, and Enzone uh, is, is, a, is a, been a ministry of the church. This is our fourth season, isn't it, Susan? And, uh, and these two ladies are all in. They do a lot of prep work uh, for Enzone. And so uh, I'm just briefly, Susan, if you could tell us, how, how did you come up with Enzone and, and what is Enzone? Okay, well, many years ago... Um, my sister-in-law posted on Facebook one Friday night that uh, our niece, Katie Jo, was going to fifth quarter after the game. And I was like, so I'm like, ooh, what is that? And she said it's an after party of all the home football games that the local church puts on for the kids to come to have something to do that's safe and positive um, and, uh, in the community. And... Um, for the kids to do on a Friday night. And so I'm like, wow, that sounds so awesome. How can we do that? And I had no clue, no connections with the high school whatsoever. And um, so it just kind of lay dormant in the back of my mind for the next several years. And, um, and then uh, when Josh came, he, of course, immediately got connected with the sports folks over at the high school and became involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then um, not long after that, you became involved. Um, and then um, as you got to know um, the coordinator for that over the high school, Mark Horner, who spoke with us last summer, um, it just very quickly um, became a reality that this was something that we were going to do. And, uh, you know, it is just um, exactly what my sister-in-law said it was. It's, it's an evening um, uh, it's free, it's food, um, games, um, fellowship, hanging out, um, some quite a bit of cleanup and uh, <laughs> of spilled things here and there. Um, but it is a safe place 
um, an encouraging positive place for the students um, and it is targeted to the uh, Talmadge students because we are in Talmadge but then also our students are invited to come and I know we've had other kids from other school districts so come too. To, to simply try to put what the purpose of end zone is how would you how would you say that? Uh, the purpose of Endzone is to serve the families of Talmadge. Okay. Um, basically, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Okay. Um, could you describe what a typical evening looks like uh, at Endzone for us? You want from the very beginning oh, to yeah, the very just, end? Just, just, just kind of go through the process of, okay. of what happens like when, um, when, when someone's driving down the street uh, and they see our sign. And, and they're getting ready to pull in. What, what, what happens from there? Okay, well, um, they usually will see Ralph Resch down there swinging his flashlight to get everybody ready. We have some signs that we have put out. Um, and you just see lines of cars coming in and out and dropping their kids off. And, um, you know, we all get there between 7 and 7.30. We set everything up. Um, you know, the first year was a little bit crazy because it, we'd never done it before. But now um, we have a lot of folks who have done all three years. They know what they do. They come in, they get stuff set up, um, and then we spend the next hour fellowshipping and hanging out. Some of us play cards. Some of us play chess. Some of us just sit around and, and visit, um, kind of have that calm before the crazy. And then about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, uh, the middle school students start coming because they're not allowed on the foot at the football games without an adult. And so then by 9.30, quarter till 10, the rest of the kids, as soon as the game is over, start coming in. And it's orchestrated chaos. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of crazy. And um, and then by 11.30, we're cleaning up and the kids are gone by quarter till 12 so, and we all go home. <laughs> uh, I, I know before the students arrive, we also get together and we pray. We do. Uh, we pray for that evening, for the different rooms, for the students. Uh, that they'll just have a, a good, a good, safe time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just as a side note, I really look at that time once we've set up. This is a serve team. It's a huge serve team. Um, and so I look at our time together as a growth group opportunity. And so we do pray over one another and we do encourage one another. And so it isn't all about serving. A lot of it is about nurturing of ourselves as we get ready to serve. Mm -hmm. And so I know students will, will, will get dropped off and they, they check in out under the canopy mm -hmm. and, and then they come in. And what are what are some of the options of what they can do? Um, well, there's always food. Um, Brenda will tell you more about that in a little bit. Um, uh, we have Gaga Ball, which um, Brad Cover runs and uh, Sean Whipple has also helped him with that. And we've had lots of lots of people in and out of different things. but. Uh, Gaga Ball is in room 106, and it is a big octagon uh, where they basically play a kickball type of game, but only with their hands. And some kids come in, and they never leave the Gaga Ball pit. They they play with they play in there almost all night. Here's a little That's Brad. And the kids call him B Rad. B Rad. So uh, there, there are students that go into that room and will not leave 
until it's time to go home. Yeah, that's they all just, they do the whole that's night. That's all they do the whole evening. I, I don't know how they do it because I, I play the game with our students, and I get <clears throat> I get exhausted after playing one or two rounds. Right, Maddie? <laughs> uh, of playing the game. Uh, it, it's kind of like a, a, a dodgeball. You have to hit the ball uh, and and hit someone else from, from the, the near below. And if they get hit from the near below, they're out. Uh, and then once it, once it's, there's a winner, everybody hops back in and they start all over again. Yeah. And so it's a really fast-paced game, and you uh, they probably play it hundreds and hundreds of times. But Brad, uh, your grandson, Brenda, uh, they they uh, look forward to seeing him every year because he's been in that room for the last three years. But Brad, they get to know Brad. Brad gets to know them all by name because they stay in that room. Yeah. I, I will I will admit this: it is sometimes hard to walk into the room because of the smell <laughs> of sweat. It, uh, I hope the Sunday school class and that uh, you know I hope the 48 hours before you have class or whatever. It has aired out because it can get really strong in there. Yeah. Um, and so what are some of the other things that, that happen at, uh, at uh, In Room 105, we have um, butcher paper on some of the tables, and the kids are just in there drawing and sitting and eating candy and snacking. Um, they're also in there painting nails, and um, there's video games on the TV set in there, and sometimes they're just in there hanging out. They play Uno cards. Um, we always have out in the big gym, we have tables set up where they can sit there and eat, but also table games and cards. Um, in the youth room, Doug has set up games like Family Feud and things like that could be used with the big screen. And so the kids just line up in there and Carol Cover and... Um, uh, is in there doing that and she's the hostess and she's asking the questions and some of the kids stay in there the whole night long they love those interactive things um, and the rest there's basketball tourneys that are going on uh, a couple of the teachers from the high school run that um, and uh, what else oh there's pool and air hockey this year we have a ping pong table um, and schism volley it's a volleyball type game so there is stuff on that side of the building, the only room that is not being used is room 104. Um, and every other room has got something going on. Um, and so, um, oh yeah, giant Jenga in the foyer. I, I just, I mean, it's... Ben, ben Ekman was leading some board games in the, in the hallway and by the office area. In, yeah, we in even opened up that last year uh, last and year kids were doing that. Room. And then, of course, there's food. And there's food. And, and, and more food. So... Uh, I, know, I know we'll get to the food with, with you, Brenda, but, um, but what has been the parents' response to Endzone? They're over, they're, they can't believe it. They can't believe that we as a church um, will even think about doing something like this and that um, the folks who serve will give up a Friday night. And it is a Friday evening. You're here by 7, 7.30, and you won't get home until probably 12.15. And so it is a commitment of about five, five and a half hours. Um, and it, this year we have five nights, um, uh, five home games. And so there's only five nights that we will be here. Um, but they, they come in and like, are we allowed to come in? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Please come in. 
take a tour, and a lot of times Doug or I or even Scott, um, we will just take them on a tour. Uh, get yourself something to eat. This is what we do. This is where, just like what we're telling you now, they're interested. And some of them stay, and they'll just sit and watch everything. And some of them, let, well, we'll be here when it's time to pick the kids up. I even met somebody at a rummage sale this summer, <laughs> and I'm talking to her, and in walks her son. I said, well, what grade are you? And he said, I'm going into seventh grade. And I said, have you been at Enzone before? No, I didn't go. I said, oh, well, you've got to come. 25th is our first game, our first night. And the mom's like, she goes, well, tell me about it. And I go, I said, I'll tell you about it, but why don't you come? And she said, I will see you on the 25th. And so it is, you know, parents are... So thankful. So many parents, thank you for doing this, for providing a safe, a positive place for our kids to come. And, um, you know, we even had a parent the first year write a, a, a note to the le- a letter to the editor in the Talmadge Express saying thank you to our church for providing this. So it is not going unnoticed. You talk to anybody in Talmadge, they know what Enzone is and they know who our, what our, where our church is. Um, what... Um but what was what, what has attendance been like over the first three years? Uh, I think the first night of the very first year we had 43 kids. Um, the first night last year we had 243 kids, um, and so um, it's growing exponentially, and a little and so just, a, a little overwhelming. Just just take a brief look at at at, at end zone. where they check in. This is the computer room game. Yeah, that's the first night last year. And I can just tell in your faces you're saying, sign me up. <laughs> right? Okay, well, may- maybe not. Maybe not. But, but it, you know what it is? It, it's organized chaos. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the only way I know how to describe the evening. Uh, but, um, but I do know that, that parents are appreciative of it. Yeah, the teachers are appreciative of it uh, because some of the teachers come and help serve uh, as, as, you know, room monitors. And, but then they get to go back uh, when they see the students in school and ask them, uh, you know, hey, good to see you at Endzone. Uh, what did you like? What, you know, and it helps to initiate some conversation with the students that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do if they hadn't been at Endzone. Well, and I will say, you know, I think parents are appreciative, teachers are appreciative. Are the students appreciative? Well, <laughs> students are not always quick to offer their appreciation just because, you know, it's a chaotic night and um, they're there and then they go home. But I will say that, um, first of all, it's not why we do it, um, to get their appreciation. That's not why we serve. Uh, we serve because the Lord appreciates it. The Lord is thankful that we are willing to offer up our evening and whatever we do and prep to be there. Um, but as the years have gone on and we've gotten to know several of the kids, there are some that we know by name and who know us by name. Um, and they are like, wow, this is awesome. Thank you so much. And this last year, we even had kids stay and help us clean up and tear down, which is a new thing um, in terms of end zone. So we feel like um, even though we're not using it as an evangelistic tool at this point, we are making connections that could pos- prove positive for the Lord's 
the Lord's work in their life as they grow. And so, you know, there are lots of areas, uh, you know, as I said earlier, you know, we all need to be in, involved in ministry. We all need to be serving somewhere uh, in the church and uh, or in our community. And, and so there are lots of ways that, that you can uh, serve at, at Enzone. Uh, so today we're, we're highlighting Enzone, but we want you to be serving somewhere in the church. And so, but particular to Enzone, you can serve in areas of the Gaga Ballroom, like Sean has been doing, helping Brad out, give him a break. Uh, there's the welcome area. There's uh, other other games. Uh, there's uh, room monitors. There's parking attendants monitoring the volleyball and basketball area, kitchen setup, cleanup. Uh, this year, uh, we're looking to. to uh, have someone bake cookies so you don't even have to show up just drop off cookies we'll give you the cookie dough uh, bake cookies um, ahead of time uh, ahead of time also I have I thought just thought of one more and, and someone that will be like what you and I do we kind of roam around yeah. uh, to kind of make sure things are, are, are running smoothly uh, around the place but yeah well and also uh, Brenda and her son Ron um, not only is she <laughs> instrumental in a lot of the pre-work and that night but they go and pick up food from businesses who have donated. And so we could actually use somebody to help with that because usually there's quite a few different places. So that was something I didn't think about before. Um, I want to quick ask Charles. Uh, I'm going to borrow your mic here, Brenda. Um, but Charles, uh, I know last year was, was your first year serving at Endzone. Can you, can you tell us your thoughts of serving at Endzone? Well, when I woke up this morning, I had this memorized you got, you got hold of this speech there. that I was going to share with you, and you three messed everything up. <laughs> so I'm going to have to ad lib. Uh, Marlene and I last year was our first uh, first year, and uh, uh, it was quite an experience. And but one thing I did notice that uh, Sue, you sort of put it in there, but really, I noticed that most of the kids that came into the fellowship hall really respect the, the fellowship hall and the people who helped. Another thing, you did, I'm trying to find things that you guys didn't talk about, you know? <laughs> there is one thing that I did notice that some of the, I think some of the kids appreciate the end zone better than they, they was interested in the football game, because some of them came early. And they didn't even go to the football game. And then some of them left early at the football game. I suppose the score had a lot to do with that. So they could come to the, the end zone. Um, it was very good. The, the activities, there's no one, no kid that could come into the, uh, into the uh, end zone. And there wasn't something for them to do. If they're bored, it's their own yeah. fault. I was thinking, there's one, two. I can think at least 10 or 11 people, I mean, games and activities that they could participate in. And it, 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 was, it was all good, and, uh, and Marlene and I, we really enjoyed it. One, one of the things that I, I noticed that you had done, uh, Charles, is that you would, you'd sit at the tables uh, and, and just talk and play board games or whatever with the kids and, and engage them. And I just appreciate you, uh, you both doing that. And, and if you're up to it, we hope that you'll join us again this year. During the, during the, the week, uh, I, I memorized some of the, 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 uh, the kids' names, but now I'll forget them. They come in next year. 
we're, we're kind of in the same boat trying to trying to trying to remember everybody's names. Um, Susan, uh, I, I know uh, it takes a lot of resources to do to, to pull off Enzone, mm -hmm. and so how do you get the resources that you need for Enzone? Well, when we first started, um, we finally nailed down that we were actually going to do it earlier in the summer, but we didn't get the schedule of the football games until two weeks before the first game. And so, you know, because I didn't. We just didn't know what we were going to provide, what we were going to do. And so I made a list. I just kept praying over it, and I was having panic. And I was like, and the Lord just kept saying, Susan, I've got this. I've got this. I'm like, cool, you got it, because I don't. And um, so I made up a list of area businesses. And one Monday morning, I just started making cold calls. I just walk in with my little packet. Hi, I'm Susan Walter from First Church of God. I'm talking to I'm coming to you on behalf of blah 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 and I just gave him this whole spiel we'd like you to partner with us and if you would like to make a cash donation or food donation or items from your business but we just we want to serve the community and we really believe that partnering with area businesses is the way to do it blah 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 got so, through that day okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch over and, and let her pick up Okay, well, I was just going to say, then the next week, I, or the next time I tried to do that, I sat in my car and couldn't get out. I was too panicked. I, I was like, I literally was frozen. I could not get out of my car to finish doing it. And so that's where Mimi comes in. So, so, so Mimi, we, we call her Mimi. Uh, most of you know her as Brenda Arthur, but a lot of us call you Mimi, so I may flip back and forth in that. But, but how did you get involved then in collecting donations for Amazon? Well, I saw Susan outside of the church one Sunday morning, and I said, oh, how is it going with your collections? And she said, I can't do it. I'm, I'm frozen. And uh, I said, oh. And she said, uh, I don't know, you know, what I'm going to do. And I said, well, I'll be happy to um, go with you, kind of as moral support. And so we made a date for the next day and I, I said I'll even drive you and you know go around with you um, which I did we started with prayer and um, I think the first place we went was Carol Martin's beauty salon and Susan just you know she did all the talking I handed the packet and um, she just did wonderfully I mean she was so professional and I was in awe of how she explained the program and they were too so a little encouragement goes a long way. But um, now the second year, Pastor Doug, Susan, Pastor Josh, and Emily, and several others had to go to uh, Alabama, I think it was, to a, a conference. And I think you were going to be gone a week. Mm -hmm. So Susan approached me and asked me if I would be willing to start getting um, the donations. Uh, she knew that it's going to take time. It takes about two months. We go to about 60 businesses, and uh, the you know the follow-up, the emails, calls, and then going back to get the donations. And um, she didn't want to be running behind, so I immediately said yes. I was looking at it as a win-win opportunity. The program needed donations, and I needed friends. So um, I started out, uh, Pastor Doug hooked me up with about 50, 60 of these packets that had all the information and pictures of the kids. 
And um, so I piled them on my passenger seat. And one morning I start out going down North Avenue. And my first thought was, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this alone. Susan's not here. And where do I begin? And as I'm driving, then my second thought was, I'm really not alone. The Lord is with me. He will go before me. He will lead and guide me. And he will be with me to help me convey the importance of this program to the community and to the kids. So I remembered Susan saying that the year before they had gotten a discount on pizza. Now, my thought was, we have quite a few pizza shops in Talmadge, so if we could get each one to donate for one night, that would save a lot of money, and they could use that elsewhere in the program. So I was pretty close to Marco's Pizza. Um, I had driven from North Avenue to South Avenue in a trance. So I decided I'll just go into Marco's, and... um, As I walked in, there was a young girl standing at the end of the counter. She was the manager. Her name was Tiffany. So um, I introduced myself and, um, you know, got the packet out. Um, So as I was talking to her, I pulled out the picture of all the kids and laid it down in front of her and, you know, let her know how... The kids was the uh, it was increasing, you know, the amount of kids that were coming, and she kept intently looking at all these kids. I think to see if she recognized any of them coming into her shop, and uh, I kept talking. She kept looking, and uh, then I asked her. Well, then I put down this uh, this poster, which had the uh, dates of all the the home games, and I said, "Would you consider?" donating on any of these dates, uh, maybe nine extra large pizzas. So she looked at the dates and she said, um, I can do the first one and I'll do the third one. I said, wonderful. So um, I thought that's just three more we need. So uh, we exchanged information because uh, she needed a follow-up reminder call. And then I went I thought, well, I'll go to Domino's and see what they can do. So I go in Domino's, and as I'm waiting in their lobby for the manager, my cell phone rings. I look down. It's Tiffany. So I answer, and she says, oh, hi, Brenda. After you left, the general manager said, we can do all five nights. (laughs) So that's how I knew the Lord was with me, went before me, and helped me to convey the importance. Um, and she conveyed it to her general manager. So Domino's ended up donating uh, 10 gift certificates for extra-large pizzas to give to the kids. Um, So we use those as as prizes. We give them a lot of door prizes during the event, and so we ended up uh, giving giving those gift certificates along with other other, uh, things that have come in. Uh, But but how uh, this year, I, I know you've already started this year, and, and how are the merchants in, in the community uh, uh, responding to Endzone this year? Uh, this is the fourth year. They're giving rather quickly. I mean, they, they're they familiar with it now. You know, they recognize me. They know I won't leave until they put something in my 
She's really good at her job. <laughs> I mean, really good. <laughs> I have my friend base down now. Um, when I talk to Raina at Delaney's, she calls up and says, what can I do for the program? My daughter goes there. This is one night I don't have to worry. Tell me what to donate. Okay, we'll take two pans of wings. We need mac and cheese, you know, and she's gratefully giving. Um, then, um, let's see, we have the pizza. Oh, I went to Chipotle's. Now, I thought I would just ask for some gift cards because uh, teens love Chipotle. So I went in and showed the manager the packet. He's looking at the picture. And before I could say anything, he said, um, well, I can feed them for a night. I'll donate 100 burritos. So I thought, I have to apologize to the Lord for keeping my goals too low. And if, if you've had a Chipotle burrito, it's not this little narrow thing like from Taco Bell. It's this round. Yes. It's, and we, we had to cut them in half. They're so huge. Uh, and they're going to do it again this and year. so they're going to do it again. Yeah. When I go in, they say, we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked to Dave at um, Summit Racing, and um, he returned my call. So when he said hello, I said, oh, hi, Dave. And he said, gosh, it's so wonderful for an old friend to recognize my voice. I didn't have the heart to tell him his name came across. You know? <laughs> I've never met the guy, but he generously gives, you know, uh, coolers, hats, keychains, uh, umbrellas, umbrellas this year, year, water bottles. Water bottles. Okay. So he's got a big box made up, you know. And um, uh, this year also, I noticed that some of the uh, merchants want to personalize their gift. Um, there's a young girl down at uh, Refresh Salon. Her name is Janie. And um, she said, well... I would like to give something you really need. I don't want to give hair products. So I called Susan, and I said, what do you think she could give? And Susan said, how about candy? We use a lot of candy, you know, in the, with the prizes. So I texted her back and told her, and uh, so she said, okay, I'm going to buy two big boxes of candy, and then I'll call you. Um, and then she said, thank you for allowing me to participate. So this is the attitude. Now it belongs, you know, to them. They recognize the importance of having their kids and neighbors and grandkids off the street uh, for one night. And uh, it's a stepping stone. So, um, gosh, who else? Um, Kim up at Best Cuts, she gave me a bag of hair products last year. This year... She said, I'll call you because I want to fix up these lovely baskets to put them in. You know, so now they want to do it personally. And um, Christina at um, Family Video, uh, normally they just hand you the gift cards to use as prizes. But she said, well, uh, call me in about a week. I want to put them in packets. I'm going to add some candy. I'm going to put coupons. And she's, you know, painting this picture for me. And I'm like, whoa, you know, they're really involved now they they are appreciative of of this program i know arby's uh on west avenue they they give us several cases of cups mm-hmm. and napkins that we use each week and so the the community and the businesses in the community have really uh come to embrace end zone 
and and it's really now making what you do a lot easier because mm -hmm. they're they're familiar with it. Uh, but they're really embracing and owning and supporting uh, Endzone. And I know there's like Waltco has done a cash donation. Mm -hmm. I think PNC Bank has. McDonald's, um, McDonald's sent us a bunch of gift cards that we gave out to the winners of the basketball tournament that night. And SD Myers, I mean, there's the list is is, is long uh, as to, to to the number of business in the community. Richie's uh, Richie's donates uh, tons of T-shirts. I have one of every color. Yeah, that says end zone on it. It says end zone on the front, and then it has uh, Richie's uh, logo on the back. Uh -huh. uh, and so we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. we'll wear it <laughs> and wear it out. And so, um, so last question for you, Mimi. Um, wh why do you want to serve at end zone? Well, um, I believe in it. I do. I believe in it. I'm proud to represent the church and represent the community. Um, you know, and this program to the community. Um, I believe in it. I know they believe in it. And I feel that it's a great stepping stone in the lives of these kids. I know if they would have had this program when my grandkids were growing up, it would have saved us a whole lot of worry. And I know exactly how many friends they would have invited. Twenty-five. Because that's how many kids that came to my daughter's house when they asked if they could have a few friends over. So they would have each brought about 25 kids here. And um, but I'm very proud to say they didn't they didn't have the program in their day, but they are helping out like Brad's doing the Gaga ball. Cody and Alicia has helped. Carol, you know, is doing the games, and Demi has helped with the uh, volleyball. So. Uh, it's a blessing to me to see them involved to help the next generation of these kids. One of the, the nice things, too, is, is one of the big things, especially for the senior high students, has been after the game, they all go to Applebee's. And, and, and many of those older kids are doing that. But what we're starting to see is that culture is changing because they're used to coming to end zone, especially the younger ones. So as they get older, the the thing to do is to go to Endzone, uh, not necessarily go to Applebee's. And so, so that's a good thing as, as it continues to grow and, and evolve. Um, again, it takes a ton of people to be able to pull this off. Uh, you know, we can't do it ourselves. 30 people every, yeah, uh, 25 to 30 25, people every Friday 30 night. 30 people minimum. We could use more yeah. uh, just to, to even help float around. Uh, just to, to make sure students are, are, aren't getting too crazy, but uh, making sure they're having a good time and keeping them safe. Because, uh, again, th this ministry isn't about, uh, you know, uh, sharing uh, the gospel uh, with them and, and walking, you know, uh, the, the story of the Roman road with them. But what it is, is it's, it's just to let the community know that this is a need that we know that you as parents uh, have. And we want to be able to provide that for you. And so it's not about what we get back or do we have tons of people coming to our church because we provided end zone. We just want the, the people in the community, the families in the community to know that we care about them and that maybe they will have a need or a crisis or, or God will work in their lives and, and, and draw them to, to go to a church. We don't care if it's our church, but maybe he will 
um, bring them here. But we want them to know that, that going to a church is a safe place. Uh, and, and, and what better way to do that and introduce them? Because some people have never walked in the door of a church before. And so they're a little skeptical. And they're, you know, like, are they going to be, you know, Bible thumpers and try to, you know, jam Jesus down their throat? Well, that's not what this, this ministry and outreach is about. It's about just letting them know that we're here. We care about you. We want to serve uh, you as parents and serve your kids uh, at Plain and Simple. And so we, we hope that you will join us this year uh, as we, we do End Zone. Or maybe God's going to lead you to, to serve somewhere else in another ministry. Uh, the important thing is that, that you serve uh, somewhere in the church or in our community. I want to thank you. You have one thing, more thing? And I had one more brief thing, okay. too. Because we need to wrap this up. There was one kid that got out of a van, and he had friends in the van. And uh, he came up and he said, well, it's at a church, but it looks pretty cool. So then they all piled out of the van. So they had never been to a church. We thought that was really great. Yeah. And it is kind of cool. That you, you start to see the repeat ones, uh, you know, especially the ones that, that, that come every week. Um, what's the, uh, the one gentleman? I think he graduated. but Frankie. Frankie. Uh, he comes and he holds himself up in the video room, game room. He started helping, uh, though. And he's, he's graduated, but he's, he's graduated like, I'm and here. He, and he said, hey, can I come help serve at Enzone? And so, yeah, we said, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, after you graduate, you, don't, you can still come. And so we're excited to, to see Frankie uh, this year uh, helping us out. I, just, I want to say one other thing. Um, you know, when, when the Lord asks you to do something, sometimes, you know, you're terrified. <laughs> um, a lot of times you are. I am. Most every time he asks me to do something that's different or out of my comfort zone. Um, but I will say, um, if he's asked you to do something, he will provide for you. Um, at this season... Not just this football season, but this season of serving where end zone is concerned, we have the Lord's favor. It's resting on our congregation. We have the Lord's favor in our schools here in Talmadge. We have the Lord's favor in our city. Our mayor supports us. Our school superintendent supports us. The football staff supports us and all the teachers, middle school and high school. And so it isn't that this is the only way to serve. But think about, in terms of when you serve, if the Lord's asked you to do something, it means he has invested in it. He's invested in it. And so what we do is we just walk it out. So whether it's in zone or whether it's whatever the serving is, whatever he's calling you to do, it's because he's going to give you favor in it. It's because he's calling you to it. you just got to walk it out. He's going to lead you down that sidewalk of ministry. And he'll, he'll go hand in hand with you. And so I want to thank you. And real, real quick, if you have served at Endzone in the last uh, three years, stand up real quick. If you've served at Endzone. I, I want to thank you. Give them a hand and, and these folks a hand. Um, it, it, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, no, no easy, easy task. Uh, but thank you, uh, Susan and, and uh, Mimi, uh, for all the prep work that you do. Um, in a moment, we are going to uh, take our, our offering. I do want to encourage you on the bottom of your connection card. Uh, if you are interested in serving at Endzone, there's a little box that you can check, I think. Uh, but that'll help Susan out. Uh, that'll help her to, to, to not do as many phone calls to confirm who who's going to be helping this year. 
but again, whether you're, you're, you're interested in serving in Endzone or anywhere else in the church, I just want to implore you to serve. Uh, because, again, uh, we have an amazing God, and, and he does walk uh, alongside of us and before us, uh, providing all that is needed and required. And so won't you pray with me? Our Lord and our God, we, we are just so grateful of, of how your favor has been with us in Endzone. We thank you for laying uh, this ministry uh, to our community uh, on Susan's heart. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you that, uh, that uh, so many have come alongside her to encourage her and to support her in that. Lord, we again ask that as we approach this season of Endzone, that you would, you would continue to bless it and encourage it. Lord, we, uh, we just ask that, that people would, would uh, you know, look at the church and say, hey, uh, the church is a safe place to go, uh, and it's a fun place to go. And so, Lord, uh, we just ask your blessing upon that. Lord, we now, as we take this offering, Lord, we ask that you would use it to continue to strengthen uh, your church here in Talmadge, uh, along with uh, the missionaries that, that we support uh, around, uh, around the world. And so, Lord, bless this offering now uh, to the betterment of your church and your kingdom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.